this a little bit more into the into the picture. Yeah, that's cool right there. There we go. That's cool. Mic check, mic check, mic check, mic check, mic check. And I'll go around with it like this. Roll. Alright, I'm alive, I'm alive. I'm alive with it. Turn up just a little bit probably. Just a little bit. Yup, that looks good. Jones in the studio, in his studio of all places. Um, Rashad, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'll give you a little bit of background, but hit it. Say no more. What's going on, y'all? This is Rashad from RashadBeast.com. Welcome to the pod, as you said. Shout out to Zach for having me. Welcome to the studio. This is RPS Studios. Um, we're going to have some good conversations, some good uh, good topics, um, questions. We, I'm excited. we just going to run with it. Let's yeah, get it. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And I, I appreciate you having me, and uh, it's no, a pleasure to be here. You, so, sweet. Um, yeah, so... Let's just jump into it. First things first, um, the stuff that you sent me was regarding your most recent album. Uh, it's called Advent. Um, I gave it a listen through. I thought it was pretty excellent. And I'll give you know you some feedback on what I thought and, and you know the things that stuck out to me. But you know, first things first, I want to know about your process. Like, you know, what was on your mind when you created this? You know, why did you create this? And talk about the work a little bit. Um, so <clears throat> when I did Advent or before I even started creating the album. The album was a completely different name. Um, the name was it was like free motion or motion free or something like that. Cause I wanted, cause basically the whole concept was like to just be like free. I was I was working on like doing things independently and trying to gain more independence, like trying to gain a better foothold. But I ended up changing it because um, the concept just didn't stick. And I was just like, ah, I'm gonna come up with something way more clever. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, I'm gonna just cancel it. But around the time when I really, around the time when I changed the name, I already had records done. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Records were already finished. I had records from years ago. Right. Like maybe a year or two years ago. Had records that was supposed to be on the last album, Phantom 18. Mm -hmm. And um, the real the real process what it was, uh, behind it was just like, really just me uh, going through life. Right. Like just, just me like, getting older and me yeah. realizing there's certain things that I gotta like certain habits I need to leave behind right. certain things yeah. that I need to leave behind certain people I need to leave behind right. there's a lot of different things that I had to really yeah. come to terms with and I had to really keep my feet flat footed to like really understand it and really make sure it doesn't get the best of it right yeah absolutely that's I mean that's what I heard especially because you know I've listened to it a couple times through and like the, the thing that what I told you earlier was that what really stuck out to me was that like it sounded like you were making, a, you know, progress as an individual. Like, you know, it wasn't just these individual songs that you had kind of put together. And yeah, like, you know, some of them bump, some of them are a little bit, you know, more mellow. Some of them are a little bit more, you know, sad. Some of them are, you know, um, you know, like more energetic. And there's the different emotions. But what really stuck out was that it sounds that like it's some kind of progression of you as an individual. Like it, you're coming into it. You start out the album basically. Um, talking about how you know you're growing and this is a new time for you and then you know that progresses into like a ton of energy and then exits with you know a little bit more mellow kind of like self-reflective um, energy and so yes, that, that's you know it, it just sounded to me like a like, like a story if that makes sense yeah it definitely was a story like um the whole thing was really just based off of just uh, 
just different situations in my life. Like I was going through different things with the studio. I was <clears throat> it was getting to a point where I didn't even want to record people. You know what I mean? Like I was getting tired of recording. I've been here for two years, not too long, but it was I, I was I was I, I started feeling like I was getting bored. I was getting boxed in, and therefore it started crippling my creativity with everything I was doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And when I started seeing that, I started realizing like, oh man, like I need to switch it up. Like, but how can I switch it up when I'm when this is so ingrained? How what 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 are the next steps that I need to take? So, Advent is really just about me, like paving the mat, like really making mapping out everything that needs to be done, and going through with it, regardless of the side effects, regardless of of. The, the pros, the cons, whatever, the negative, the positive, I gotta go through it. I gotta go through it. And it wasn't gonna stop me because if I didn't go through it, <clears throat> um, if I didn't go through it, then I wouldn't have grown. Right. I wouldn't grow. Yeah. So that whole thing, the whole album is just about growth. Yeah. Spiritually, uh, mentally, physically, I'm trying to make sure it it sticks with people to for it to be something that like just about building yourself up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. What the whole I was gonna ask you about that. Expand on that a little bit. Like, you know, obviously it's a it's a very personal album. You know, it's about your personal growth. But what is it that you want? You know, the, the listeners to take away from it. You know, what is it that um, you want them to be able to, you know, hear and say, man, you know, that really resonates with me. I want to apply that to my life. Like, what would that kind of mean for you? Um, my bad. I was always setting this. No, up. no, no. no. <laughs> I was chopping. I'm like, dang. Um, <laughs> what that means to me. Um, to be honest, like, just to expand upon it, like, mm -hmm. I feel like if somebody watches me go through hell, right, then they'll know there's a heaven. You know what I mean? Right. So, so you're inspiring. I, I want to. Right. Yeah, I yeah. want to inspire people to just okay. to to be themselves. Number one, because all you got is yourself. You can't be nobody else. That's, That's number true. one. Yeah. And number two, I'm inspiring people to to go after their dreams, whatever the dream is, whether it's a rap dream, a football dream, basketball dream. Right. Maybe you wanna own, uh, you wanna own houses. Maybe you wanna own chains, uh, chains of uh, food stops, like whatever it is. Whatever it is, entrepreneurial. It could be anything. I want people to go for it because <clears throat> you don't want to spend your life doing things you don't want to do right. just because people want to see you do certain things. Yes. Whether it be your father, your mother, your aunt, whoever. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You don't want people. You don't want to fall to people's illusions right. of you. Right. Yeah, yeah. You this is your life. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. You got to create it. You got to create it from scratch. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah. Now, and that, that's that's another thing I was going to ask you about is like, you know, ever since we were, you know, younger and in high school, like, you know, the first, I remember like the, the first time that uh, I really, like I really met you, you know, we were both running track and it was like definitely on a whim, you know, because like I could tell that, you know, you and I were, we ran, um, what did we run? Uh, uh, the hurdles, right? And we, we were both trash. Like I sucked. You were a little bit better than I was, but let's be honest. We both, we were not, but we were bad at that shit. And like, I mean, I just, I just remember that, you know, as we were, even in high school, like, you were on this, this entrepreneur stuff, like, you had a YouTube channel, you know, you were making beats, you were producing people, I think you were, you were, like, like, an author at that point, even, right, like, you had written yeah, some I, kind of... I did, um, audiobooks, mm -hmm. I, I, I gotta find them, they should be on my, one of my laptops, mm -hmm. but I did audiobooks, and then I wrote two, two self-published books, mm -hmm. e-books, two self-published e-books, right. uh, the first book is called, uh, 
dang, I'm trying to remember. It's so long ago. I'm so upset that I can't remember. Oh, no. The first book is called The Hidden Attributes of Self. Right. So that was the very first ebook I made. Mm -hmm. And um, around the time, I was dealing with um, these dudes called the Beat Selling Squad. Mm -hmm. And this is back when I was really in school and stuff. Right. And I was trying to learn how to sell beats. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to learn how to build my, my palette up. You know what I mean? Especially with, with music. Right. So when... Um, I linked up with them. They was like, yeah, like, we're going to show you how to sell beats and da-da-da. Mm. But the leader, um, shout out to Beat Selling Squad, by the way, because legendary group. We've seen generations come and go. Just want to say that. Um, the leader wasn't really on the same wave. He was more, he was, he, he, he got everybody together, but he lost his way. Yeah. But if it wasn't for him, nobody would have been together. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So, to make a long story short, um, I linked up with these dudes, like my bro LeBron, uh, shout out to my man Caleb, I ain't seen him in, I ain't talked to him in a couple years, shout out to him, K Felon, shout out to K Felon, uh, my brother Dane, big brother, this is like my, my big brother, he lived in New Jersey, went to his house and everything, mm -hmm. he an older dude too, older gentleman for real, it's my right. bro Damien, uh, the Beach Pro, that's his, his producer name, um, I linked up with all these different dope producers and they were all older than me, so they was really giving me the game, right. they was finding the game, we was, the whole thing with, with the Beat Selling Squad and then eventually, we branched off from the Beat Selling Squad wow. to create what is uh, what is known as Peak the Industry, mm. which is a it was a multi level media company that gave information to artists, producers, contractors, anything music anything music wise, like giving them the business, like uh, the books. We had books on how to read contracts. Um, we made products. You know what I'm saying? We was doing a lot of just online marketing and all that stuff so they really if it wasn't for them i wouldn't have learned how to do internet marketing yeah you know what i mean right. so i started off trying to sell beats and then it branched off into a whole bunch of different avenues and then that's when i realized i had like an entrepreneurial bone in my body sure you sure. know what i mean and i wasn't scared to try new things yeah i wanted to be creative anyway right you know? no that's awesome and and i'm glad that you brought up the marketing aspect because that's one thing that you know i really uh, look up to a lot and is that your your marketing uh uh, especially your your online presence is so diverse like you're you're everywhere you're very um organic with it you know like you're not out here creating these call to actions that are like super like in your face yeah. you know and, and when people get into the the whole digital you know entrepreneurship I, i'd say any kind of entrepreneurship in, in you know 2020 right it's very online focused and yeah definitely the way that you come at that is just very natural like you you don't come off as a like super salesy you're just you have like this kind of um family kind of like cult aspect to you mm -hmm. and like obviously you have a pretty good cult following like around here you know a lot of people know about you a lot of people support you yes yeah, and i appreciate all that too yeah for sure no and and but like the way that you've created that has has been something that i feel like a lot of people can look up to because it is so natural it is so um like it flows so well so um, talk a little bit about that. Like, how, like, do you have a process or is it something that just kind of like comes out, you know? Um, to be honest, like, it's like I'll say the process comes after before it comes out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like I, I imagine it first and mm -hmm. I have such a vivid imagination. Like, like my, my character, I've always been one to romanticize a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. Being me, being me, like being the romanticizer, I see a lot of different outcomes. I see, a, I envision a lot of different outcomes. Like I might envision a good outcome, a bad outcome. I right. try to envision all possible outcomes sure. first. Yeah. Which can kind of throw me in a frenzy sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right, but <laughs> no, I'm not going to try that. I'm going to try point eight. Now point eight looks phony. I'm going to do B. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it, it can yeah. kind of, 
ping pong me, bounce me back and forth between sure. different options or whatever. Sure. However, um, the ideas come first. You know what I mean? Like the ideas come first, and then whichever one I feel like I stick with, or whichever one I feel like really works, mm -hmm. I'll tap into it as quickly as I possibly can. Because if I don't tap into it quick enough, I know I'm gonna try to do something else. Right. That's just my character. I right. got, I got a lot of different, I got a lot of different avenues to do. So it's like if I don't tap into this one quick. I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be up to par, right. you know what I mean? Right. So, I'd say the process comes after the idea, like I'll come up with the idea, try to stick it down, try to write it down, I always make sure to write down, especially these days, mm -hmm. I always make sure to write everything down. And if you're watching this, please write down your goals and your dreams. Right. Yes, yes, you right. Don't, you're not going, you're not going to regret it. I exactly, exactly. If you don't plan, if you don't plan to succeed, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm, don't plan, you plan to fail. That's it. That's so, yeah, like I'll write it down, I'll I'll oversee it, really look at it, try to break it down, mm -hmm. and then I'll put the action towards you, which is the actual movement. Alright, we got the plan. Now let's try to make this plan work. You know what I mean? Now with planning, you know, things don't always go as planned. Right. And that's the you know, that's the that's the beauty of it though. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. And that's really the aesthetic I think that's what makes me extra ecstatic with it is because like it may come out way better than I expected, or it may came out worse than I expected. But right. shit, I didn't expect I didn't expect anything. I just wanted to do it. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like when you have that freedom in your mind, mm -hmm. that creative freedom, mm -hmm. you're not gonna be too uh, opposed to the fact if it worked or if it didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're gonna be like, I like this. Um, they like it. Cool. Let's right. do it again. You know what I'm saying? Let's yeah, do exactly. it again. Let's, recycle that. Let's do recycle it again. That, Let's do it yeah. again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't work. You'd be like, all right, what can I do better? Mm -hmm. Like, let me look at the feedback. What they saying? What's exactly. the comments read? Mm -hmm. What are they saying? And what, what am I getting? What emails am I getting? Like, right. what what retention am I getting? What's my ROI with whatever investment I just did? Like, did the ROI yeah. fail or did it or did I get something back? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you just gotta look at it from every single angle because if you don't, you're gonna really mislead yourself, and in the process of misleading yourself. You're gonna lose the whole focus. Mm -hmm. So the whole plan that you've written now, you may just, you know, forget it. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So talk a little bit about how, um, you know, because because as an entrepreneur, you know, mm -hmm. you are somebody that is working from a place of intrinsic motivation, like creative freedom, and that's probably part of why, you know, I would I would even ask you like, would you ever consider doing a nine to five? But I already know the answer. I already know the answer to that. Yeah, and so, no. but <laughs> exactly. And so. But, so if I have to, I will. Right, right. If course. I have to, sure. we all have to like provide for people to some degree. But compromising that exactly, it's but it's got to be the right compromise. Right, right, <laughs> right. But so, so talk a little bit about the balance between that intrinsic, you know, creative energy that you're coming at the world with, you know, your own unique story. You have all these gifts to offer that you know about, but at the same time, you have people that you're you're serving. Right, you have your clients, mm -hmm. you have your audience, and so how do you? kind of find that balance you know what I'm saying um to be honest I'm gonna be like completely like transparent like I don't think I have a balance with it yet like I'm I think that's one of the biggest challenges that I face in life right now is really finding that balance with it mm -hmm. but I feel like now that I keep now that I have a open I, like every every year I feel like my mind opens up even brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and, I, and I'm always constantly pushing myself I'm always constantly trying to motivate myself and motivate others around me I feel like it creates a space of 
intuition and like just something that's like something that's very intuitive within within me to yeah. be like, all right, um, I got these clients over here that need studio time. Let's figure out a good schedule. Um, it just really makes me look at things how I never looked at it before to make it easier for me. So I say when I'm serving people, I try to serve as strongly as I possibly can because if you don't serve strongly, you're better not. You're better off not serving because. You can serve somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like a person come here and get, get you know, paid for studio time, whatever. But say like if I'm not in the mood to record, I just want to, I want to just get the bread and then yeah, you know what I mean? Say like if I was in that type of mood. And I've been in that mood before, I'll be honest. I've been in that mood where I'm just like, ah, I don't really feel like doing it, but sometimes you just gotta suck it up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, I've been in that mode where, uh, you know, I'll serve a client and then, you know, I may not be in that, in that mind frame to really like record, but I'll go over myself, like I get over my like my BS, I get over my own BS, and sure. still give them that quality that they're looking for. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of how I'm feeling. Right. You know what I mean? So I serve strong. So I try to serve strongly. Yeah. Anytime I I get, you know what I mean? For sure. But it can also be a double-edged sword too, because a lot of people start demanding more. You got to start meeting those demands more, and it's not, and it's, and it ain't nothing really that. That doesn't come with time, mm -hmm. but you have to, like you said, you gotta find that balance. Yeah. If you don't find that balance, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be unbalanced. And being unbalanced is like just being dead, damn yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because exactly. you don't, exactly. you anything can knock you off. You don't, you don't got nothing to stand on. You don't right. got no leg to stand on. Right. When you're unbalanced. You know? Right. Yeah. So I feel like if I continue to serve strong and other, uh, serve strongly to others, mm -hmm. And understand their situations, mm -hmm. it'll be much easier for me instead of just oh, got a couple sessions lined up, re knock this out. Yeah, and that's it. right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 right. you know, it's not exactly. even like. But that's really how it's been with the studio, though. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I really just don't want to record. Mm -hmm. Like I really got to a point where I don't want to engineer. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Why? Why do I feel this way? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one of the questions I usually ask. Yeah. T talk a little bit about that. I mean, like, what kind of what was the progression like for that? And like, where where are you at now? And and how do you manage it? Even. Um, so I'll I'll start off by saying like uh, I love engineering, mm -hmm. I love mixing and mastering, I love making people sound good. Yeah, I love when people walk through the door and they love the vibe of the studio. They right. just feel like they're at home. Yeah, some people feel too at home. Leave their stuff here, like some. Yeah, right. <laughs> like everybody leaves. Like if anybody come in, everybody has at least left one thing. Yeah, I know whether I it be have. a shirt, <laughs> shoes, camera, <laughs> yeah. glasses, right. backpack, right. pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, I mean, it's got a it's got a comfortable environment like yeah, space. Yeah. Like, it's got that like nice connected atmosphere. So yeah, that might wild. be a testament to you even. Yeah, that's why like. <laughs> I'm grateful for that because a lot yeah. of people always love the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Right. And wherever, like, cause I don't even you know I don't know none of these people until I speak to them mm -hmm. until they come into the room and we speak and whatever. So you never know what people mind be on. But when they come here and feel at home, mm -hmm. that's great. That means I have a safe haven for people to come and relax sure. and get work done. Sure. And they feel they feel much better. Yeah. Whatever they was going through, they might have been going through some shit coming through the door. But when they came through the door and they seen like, oh, this joint kind of cool, and oh, sit down on the, the sofa, and, right. and then they hear the, you know, they get into work and they love what they're hearing. Right. I love that. Like it just means like all the work that I've been putting in for so long, it definitely paid off. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it's still being paid off. You know what I mean? And I'm still going to keep working hard to continue to provide that quality and that service. Right. However. Sometimes, well, not sometimes, it got to a point where, like, I just, I just started, like, really cringing inward whenever I was recording. Like, mm. I shouldn't have to cringe. Yeah. 
Yeah. It got to a point where it was just boring to me. Right. Um, I was dealing with clients that I didn't like. I had to cut off clients. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? True. And much respect and love to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But there was people that I had to cut off. Yeah. <clears throat> that I, that wasn't serving the studio well. Um. What else? I would say. Uh, it was just a lot of different situations that kind of like brought it up to this point. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. You know what I mean? Right. That makes so. Sense. It got to a point where I started getting drained. Yeah. I was feeling sure. drained and I was, you know what I mean? That's one of the reasons why I did the album too because I was working on everybody else's projects and yeah. and this is something that's been happening in my career for years. Mm -hmm. This from the, since the start of my career. Right. I've always been a giver and I've always been someone to always come through for the project or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was working on everybody else's music and when people was asking me like, yo, when are you going to do another album or when are you going to do something else? Like, I really ain't really had no answer right, for him. Right. Even though I knew the answer, like I knew like I was gonna drop something. Yeah. And nobody knew when I dropped when I dropped the album, you right. know what I mean? But I knew, you know what I'm saying? I knew like I was gonna do something. But right. at the time, couldn't really provide a real answer. Which was cool because I love the mystery helped it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it got to it got to a point where I just started cringing inwardly every time I recorded mm -hmm. and I started cutting off clients. I started not take I started declining uh Declining uh, sales and recordings, all that stuff. It was just getting to a point where I just was getting tired of. Yeah, yeah. And you know? I mean, what like what do you see the process being like now? I mean, are do you think that you're moving away from the 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 process of recording other people and and working as majority uh, a producer for for others, or do you feel like you know that's something that you had a slump and you're kind of getting back into the kick of things? I mean, talk about what you what you see the future being like for yourself. Um, so for the future, I definitely see myself working more closely, um, definitely making more beats for sure. Because mm -hmm. I really, I'd much rather make a beat than engineer. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I say for the future, I'd say I see myself doing a lot more records on my own. Okay. Uh, doing a lot of engineering, uh, on my own, yeah. like doing a lot of production on my own, okay. wrapping up projects, just yeah, kind of yeah. like how I did a project. I, I see a lot of different, I see just me doing what I love to do at my own creative at my own creative pace yeah. with no real overseer besides me being the overseer. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, me inviting other people to come through and get their creative process on things and put them on tracks that I got for them. Right. Like, yo, come through, I got a beat for you. Yeah, yeah. Yo, come through, I got a song for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, awesome. I want, you know what I'm saying? I still have people come to me, mm -hmm. but I got my own personal space right. where I can create and be as free as I can. I right. can see that being me in the future. Like, really just having my own my own studio, chilling in front, whatever, I've got a nice little sofa. It's just me for I'm in here cooling. Mm -hmm. I'm in here making beats till I get tired or when I get tired, play the game, right. play the game, get tired of that, make more beats, right. uh record when I feel like it. It's just the freedom. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really looking to find the creative freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I can kinda of see for the future with that. Yeah. So I would say even with engineering, I definitely am straying from it. And I've recently been having like help here at the studio. Mm -hmm. So it's been helping that okay it's been it's been easy now there you go you know? wow big moves there you see see that's one of the the excellent parts about being a master or something right is that you can then train somebody else mm -hmm. and you can automate that process and that's how growth occurs without having to you know diminish